2016 is happening. Kind of Funny is going all out with Let's Plays and Reaction videos all week long. Subscribe now at youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to not miss a thing. What's up guys welcome to the first ever e3 2016 day two kind of funny games a misnomer recap i agree it's day two of e3 but yeah we had two days of work before then so technically four. it's almost over almost i'm having a good time though i knew you would see this is a funny three it's an all right e3 so i want to talk about i want to talk about what we what we got to play today colin yeah what'd you play today uh, I only played one game, which was Horizon. We just did a conversation about that. Uh, it's a PS4 exclusive from Guerrilla Games. Uh, saw it behind closed doors, saw a new part of the game, then played it myself. Uh, you guys can watch the conversation that we'll put up about it for like the full impressions, but the brief take on it is this game is going to be fucking huge. Um, it is really fun. It's uh, robust. It is interesting. It is intriguing. And... Um, that's why it won my face award again this year. <gasps> you gave it the face award. And I go. still think that it's, I, I would still think it's very much in the running to win the game of the show award again. Are you, are all your faces out right now? No. You still got one in the play? Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Okay. There's something, mm-hmm. some things I saw today that I might uh, want to uh, throw out there. So, th- so then I saw, let's see, one, two, three, four other games today. Uh, so I went to Telltale and I saw Batman. Thoughts? Uh, I like it. I mean, it's intriguing. I like Batman, like as a character. Oh, I like I that world. Do. I like the universe. And, and um, I thought it was. It was. I know you saw it too. I, I thought it was uh, interesting. I, again, I don't know that I want to play it episodically. I just might wait until it's all out. Hopefully, it doesn't get spoiled for me. Who knows? But the one thing, my one takeaway from it is that it was. They, he was playing with an Xbox 360 controller, indicating to me that it was on PC. Yeah. And it was still chugging. That's what you said in a text to me, and was, I found that interesting because they were talking to me that. I was my demo yesterday was their first of the day before they went before the doors opened and they said they were getting a new build in my build I'm not even telltale fanboying like wasn't chugging and I because I thought oh man it's running so well so for it to chug for you that sucks well yeah it wasn't like chugging constantly but there were there were probably three or four moments where I was like their frame rate drop sure. or like was transitioning to another scene or whatever it's not optimized yet I mean they're, they're probably still in alpha the game's I not supposed you. to no, no, I'm just saying so I mean I'm not trying to like criticize them it certainly was running better and it looks better yeah, but they like they were talking effects now and but the one physics. you know Job Stoffer, who's our good friend over at Telltale um, who's like their PR and marketing guy very nice guy he's kind of busting my balls being like, I can't believe you're even here to see this game because he knows how much <laughs> shit I talk about them um, but I wanted to see it and you made me that appointment for me because I'm such a big Batman fan um, but I was a little disappointed. If there was one thing I was disappointed about in the conversation, we, the, the, the guy the guy playing it was talking about like how all the someone asked like, "How did you update the engine? Is this the new engine?" He's like, "Well, we added cape physics and this that." And I'm like, "That's not the really up, the yeah. problem with 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 the <laughs> I engine." I thought the problem was cape physics. Um. So, but I think they know they're not dumb. Like, yeah. uh, like it's a matter of you know the pipeline, and I get all that kind of stuff. But all told, uh, super positive on it. Excited to play it. Will play it. It also made me kind of intrigued. Just watching the. The, it's a Telltale game. It plays exactly like any Telltale game. It's nothing different about it. But um, I do. It's, it is. It does remind me that I still need to get back to The Walking Dead. I, I, 400 Days was the last thing I even played in that, oh, wow, that yeah. Telltale game, and that was ages ago. I played it on PS3. So, um, so it made me want to get back to that as well. And then, and then I saw a trifecta of uh, first party games that I think Greg saw one of or two of you saw God. We saw God of War. We saw God of War together. Um, which was we did another conversation. We, we did together. we did a conversation on all three of these games actually. So you can watch yeah. really long form kind of things about these if you want. But God of War looks great. 
res- very reactive to the, all of the problems that we had with God of War. I think yep. you would agree. Yep. Kratos being a one-dimensional, angry, nonsensical character seems to be solved in this. They changed the camera angle to a more traditional third-person uh, controllable camera instead of a fixed-angle camera or in a mobile camera. Um, combat seems to be a little bit more refined. There are role-playing elements. Uh, my comparison when I saw the trailer to Tomb Raider seemed to be apt since Corey Barlog, who is the director of the game, said it is like Tomb Raider is a more open sections that are patched together. Open so it's not an open areas. world, but it's open, open areas that are connected. Areas, yeah. interconnected. Um, so that seems pretty cool. Uh, saw uh, Detroit, um, which is extraordinarily fucking cool. Yeah, um, I can't wait. They played the section of the game uh, that we saw in the trailer twice um, and really explored the mechanics of the game. One of the cool things that they show with this character, Connor, and I'm not sure if it's going to be with all the androids, just everyone, is that every choice you make and how much time you spend, like, it actively shows you like what your percentage of uh, success is going to be with your particular mission. And so the more time you take in this, the more you're, that whittles down. But if you take the time and use it wisely and do smart things, then that time can be... Um, that time could be well well spent. You can get like ten percent more likelihood if you of succeeding if you do this that the other thing. What was cool about it was there was like a boiling pot of water on the stove, and he didn't even go after it. But I I sensed that if you went to that, that was just a waste of time. Like to like go <laughs> shut it off like that doesn't do anything for you. You can so, scan it. So go watch that conversation too on on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games because that's I think that game is a return to form for Quantic, oh, and I think so people and I think people are yeah. going to really be really excited about things. I think Beyond Two Souls. Uh, I think large. I think most people understand that that game was just not very good mm. um and uh and then we i saw days gone which is uh ben's game and th- those guys were busting my balls a little bit in there um after the fact and they eric jensen got a shout out from them and all that kind of stuff who was the, the lead senior game designer over at bend uh i think th- the game is really cool and i'm pulling for them i think that the game is going to be a lot of fun i like the aesthetic of it i think it looks well uh, it looks good it runs on unreal 4 which is really weird for a first party game from sony um it's all about these hordes of creatures called um god what the fuck are they called i can't remember Creepers, now. no 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 uh fuck i can't remember it i'm so tired anyway the point of this is that they're not dead they're not zombies they're alive they need to eat and drink and sleep um so they are like a little more they're a little smarter and a little more tactical and they work in number in large numbers and the idea in this particular part of the game that we saw which is part of the game that we saw during the trailer just played in different ways to just eliminate those numbers um the one interesting thing that we didn't talk about in the conversation which i think is is interesting and i was talking to someone about this was there's something more to read in days gone than the the game itself or with bend this game indicates to me that the last of us 2 is not going to happen um, because if y- they're releasing a game that looks like it belongs in The Last of Us's universe, and then s- assume it comes out 2017 or 2018, The Last of Us 2, 2018, 2019, they're going to release these two games back-to-back from each other? I don't think so. Like, So this indicated to me more than just the game from Bend itself. This indicated to me maybe a different... If they if they allowed this game to go forward, then is, does that mean The Last of Us 2 is doing else. something else? Yeah. No, that's just total conjecture, but I just don't see... I just don't see them having 18 months apart games that are basically identical in terms of their feel, in terms of the way they look, in terms of their settings, even though the stories are obviously very different. Mm. So. You figure maybe the gameplay could be the differentiator, right? You're talking about the earlier in the, in the conversation you can catch of shooting a machine gun with 800 bullets and stuff. That's not Last of Us. Freakers. Freakers. Nailed it. I think you could get away with it that, that way in the same way like, hey, here's Dead Rising 4 and State of Decay 2. Like, zombies are still in. I know everyone keeps waiting for this fad to end. It isn't. And I'm one of the main guys who loves it, so I'm great. But Well, that was the thing that they were saying. I mean, the guys from Ben were saying, like, we know we're on the cusp constantly of it being too much. Like, I do think zombies are too much, but, like, there are examples of 
it being done right. No one's really tired. Or a few, a few people are, but a lot of people aren't tired of The Walking Dead yet. Their, their numbers are still killing when they're on AMC. People are still buying these games from Telltale and are excited about Walking Dead Season yeah. 3. Dying Light is a zombie game uh, that was that found great success. State of Decay was a game that found great success over and over again. Dead Rising 4, as you mentioned. And I just feel like if the games are done properly, then the, the antagonists don't really matter. Um, but they're not zombies. And that was the big thing that they're taking away from. Yeah, they look like zombies. They're fa- and they're fast like some zombies are and yeah. stuff like that. But I don't know. To me, it's uh, to me. I'm super intrigued by um, the 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 narrative potential of this particular game. It takes place in Oregon, which is a strange place for a game to take place. There are no Again, big cities or anything. Lazy like that. ass developers just looking out their window, being like, "Let's just set it in Oregon." God. <laughs> um, but the one thing that I want people to take away from, and we talk we talk about this in um, in the conversation, uh, is this game might not seem as it might not be as close as we thought. Yeah. Um, I asked John Garvin, who's the longtime lead of that studio, who wrote Siphon Filter, who wrote Resistance Retribution and Uncharted Golden Abyss, and is writing this game. Uh, you know, are we are we close? Like, you guys have been so silent for so long. Is this an, is this a 2017 game? Is it safe to assume that? He's like, that's not safe to assume. Mm, and so yeah. I didn't know. You know, to, to, your, to what we were talking about before. Does I mean it's 2016? Uh, highly unlikely. Uh, does it mean that they're just not ready to dedicate themselves to 2017? Probably. Is it possible that it's going to be 2018? Maybe. So. Mm, um, mm. But how much, you know, if they really do release this game in 2018, that was seven years since they released the game. Jeez Louise. And that's like really kind of absurd. So mm. I hope that that's not the case. Mm. Greg. Yeah. What did you get to play today? I played a bunch of stuff today. I'll mm. tell you what. I got around. I did a whole bunch of things. The first one I went to, I'll tell you what. I'm booking appointments. Somebody hits me up and they go, would you like to come see a Vita game? At which point I say, Exceed. yes, I would exceed. I would love to come see a Vita game. I went and saw Akiba's Beat. You remember, of, of course, Akiba's Strip. Of course. Yes, of PS4 course. Vita. Mm. Exactly. Instead, I went to see Akiba's Beat. Nick Scarpino bringing in beverages. Bring, yes, yes. Bring. Do you got a bottle opener? Fine one. All right, thanks, bud. Look like at you. What a, what a champ. A good uh, no, thank you. I, so you sit down and play this game. It's what you'd expect from Exceed and uh, the Akiba series, right? You're running around Akihabara. You're you, this guy. You can play it on Vita. You can play it on PlayStation 4. Uh, it's like persona light this time around where it's like you're going and there's like a darkness infecting the city or whatever and you have to go into dungeons and fight those dungeons they're themed about what you where you are it's like the maid cafe got taken over we went in there and fought in a maid cafe like dungeon uh there's an idle dungeon they showed uh gameplay simple it's you know in the moment action it's not like turn-based stuff like persona you can hop around to whatever character you want to be uh you don't get to customize them in any certain way so it's like okay cool uh this guy uses a pistol this guy uses a sword that's how it works that's your party you go through you find all these different people fun i can totally see me getting on vita screwing around with it having a good time with it uh you know horsing around as they say yeah getting some tropes call the the old tropes you want some good tropes from there, went to Ubisoft with you, Tim Geddes. We, yes, have, we again, just similar to Colin, have the reactions uh, up already. Mm-hmm. But to put it out there, in case because this, this video isn't sponsored, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Holy fucking shit, was that fun. Very, I'm very, so very, in. That is very a game impressive. Kevin Coelho and I will be playing. We will be playing that at night. I will be having dates with Fran. Fran will be in our group. We'll be playing it. Sorry, I know you don't like Fran, Kevin. But... <laughs> We're gonna, that was so much fun to go mm-hmm. in there, find people, mark the targets, take them out, communicate with each other, have it be that you guys got into a helicopter and I got into a car and then you landed and I got in the hell. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, it was really funny because for everybody that's seen the, the press conference, that that demo was awesome. We were all very impressed by it, but we were all kind of like, all right, guys, nobody's going to role play the characters this way, whatever. And granted, we were at Ubisoft with the Ubisoft guy leading us. Yeah. So he kind of set the tone. 
But he was like, all right, I'm ghost leader. You're ghost one. You're ghost two. You're ghost three. And the whole time we just kept on the headset referring to each other that way. And yeah. all right, I'm going to do this. Tango's over nerds. there. Whatever. We were. It it was, was, but it, it was, was so much fun. Awesome. It was so much like, fun to be like ghost. Yeah, like, Tim's mic was dead. I'm like, ghost two is dead. Leave him behind. Yeah, no, it, was, it was so funny. Like stupid shit kept happening. And it was like the entire time we were thinking like, man, the kind of funny doing a we're let's doing play let's plays of that for sure. So because like I'm just running around killing alpacas at one point. Yeah. And everybody's like yelling at me about it. And like that's going to be Nick, obviously. Yeah, and it was there's good. so many pl- points for Leroy Jenkins moments, too. Of like we're all sitting there sniping and then like, you know, one guy screwed it up and like they knew and then it was just like, go. Well, that was my major oh. takeaway from the from the kind of scripted thing they did at, at the UB press conference, which yeah. was um you know uh, they have this situation where like they're they're infiltrating this camp and then this guy blows it at like the last minute yeah and no one's mad like what the fuck dude like you just totally blew it for us and they're all like that's part of the fun though of it you know what i mean i would have been fucking pissed (laughs) (laughs) the game the game i think works in a really nice way where it kind of goes in phases where you're somewhere you got to get to the encampment so that's like step one right and people need to take charge and like leading that how's it gonna go because it's limited amount of vehicles who's gonna take this who's sharing the vehicles who's gonna be the gunner or whatever then you get there and then it becomes all right we gotta mark the target so you do that you send thank your you, drones Nick. out thank you uh the drones go fly out you gotta mark all the the enemies and whatever then there's like all right you gotta kill those guys we gotta keep that guy alive then once you keep him alive someone has to go get him he runs away in a car so then we all it's like oh shit get in the vehicles get yeah, in the vehicles yeah. and you go and it's this scramble but it's like shit we gotta go get Ghost Four, Ghost Four is just chilling there. Like we need to make sure he's with us too. So it like it's Ghost Four is really cool. a clown. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cool, and then it's like I, it, it was a fun, very progressive, moving thing. And yeah, I, the, I I wonder how interesting it's going to be for hours on end. See, my thing is, I think it's going to be very interesting because it just like the trailer gave me vibes of the division of the parts of the division I really dug of either how you played it solo or I played it with Fran all the time. Of like, cool, we're out on these missions. We're bullshitting around talking to each other. We're cleaning these guys' clocks. Like when they pulled out to the map and they showed, you know, there's a hundred story missions in all these different districts, and every there'd be the face of like the guy who's in charge of that district and how close you were to taking him down or stuff. I can totally see that being that addictive role of like, well, let's just do. We're, we're two missions away from clearing out this area. Let's do it and blah blah, mm-hmm. blah and bullshit around about it. And then it's, it doesn't seem like the end game is going to be divisions where it's like, oh, let's get a gear, let's do this thing. Yeah, it's I mean, definitely very interesting. And like we will. 100% do let's play that because that'll, yeah, yeah. that'll be super fun. Uh, just to jump off of that, I got to play Sea of Thieves mm-hmm. with Nick over at the Xbox booth. Sure. And I was really down on that when I when the let's, yeah. when the conference happened. I thought that was the worst thing that they showed. And uh, it, I mean, it is that game. It is. You're with a bunch of people and you're on pirate ships and stuff. There was something about it that was weirdly fun, though. Yeah. And again, I think a lot of it was that we were doing a, a local land match right. with... Uh, Sorry, go ahead. With that, uh, with the like the bunch of British dudes that are like oh, acting like pirates and shit, and it, like Yar. it made it kind of like it was it was really interesting, especially having Nick kind of take uh, lead on it, where Nick's Nick was the captain and yeah. he's like directing the ship and stuff. And but the game's designed so it's first person, and so you're very limited in what you can see. Yeah. So it's not like your Assassin's Creed where you're see you, know, you spin the, the camera, ship see and the everything's happening, and like you you feel like you're really in control. If you're not working as a team, you ain't seeing shit. Because Nick's here with the the steering wheel, and uh, there's the the sails in front of him, so all he sees is sail. Yeah. Like he can't see. The what's in front of him. So there has to be people that are kind of looking out up on the, the crow's nest. So they're like, hey, there's rocks to the left. Go to the right. Yeah, Stop. Yeah. Keep going this way. Whatever. And the demo got progressively cooler when, when um, other groups and other ships started coming. Because then there was decoy ships that they'd send in. Yeah. And so we're blasting this fucking pirate ship and there's nobody on it. And you can go and like 
abandon your ship and get on another ship and then we did that and didn't leave enough people so it was just Nick so Nick couldn't do anything because he's just on the ship and it's, it was one of those things where this is going to be a really goofy let's play game yeah. so I was talking so much shit about their, their let's play thing that they showed in the conference granted didn't think that was that that great of a, a showing of it yeah. but you get a bunch of idiots like us together so how do you it, feel about my, when I, my my analog to it being Evolve where I feel like that it has the same pitfalls and problems as Evolve does where if you get it out there and you don't have a dedicated team like, like for us in Wildlands I don't have friends with me I'm just on my own no big deal yeah i mean playing what we played it definitely seemed more like a game mode than it did a video game like a full thing i don't understand how this is really going to be a full experience yeah um it what we did was pretty much like team deathmatch kind of sure uh, there's just different groups of pirates and you go out and you're trying to sink the other guy's ship you know okay. Okay. um so it's not so much specialized roles like you didn't there's not like that guy is the guy that's steering the ship and this is the guy that's doing the cannons and whatever it's like it's kind of self-explanatory as you go. Can start hitting your cannonball, start hitting your ship. You abandon your post ship, to go to that. The, the water starts filling in. Every character has wood that you can go down. You can start putting the wood on and like trying to get the water out and whatever. Yeah. But your shit's sinking. So it sure. gets really stressful and it just gets fun because it's like it goes from we're just on a boat and it's chill to all of a sudden everything's going to hell and there's okay. like cannons fucking flying everywhere and shit and it was cool but like, I don't think it's it's definitely not nearly as deep as a ball okay. or anything okay. That's it's kind of it's pick up and play I think okay. is the right way to go and it's goofy and silly in a really rare way yeah um, it, you can everybody is equipped with wood and also an accordion um, or some other <laughs> some other just instrument. what everybody needs so it's like wood and an accordion <laughs> it's a fucking so weird can, Al carpeting game you can build the uh, you can you know help build the ship back or you can just play music and I'm not really sure what the music did but it was like pirate music Shillelis. and stuff and it was uh, it, uh, the music would change based on what was going Jeez. on so shit's going down dramatic ass pirate music's playing nice. or whatever but it's only if you're playing the music so pe people would like Nick steer the ship and we got these fucking assholes with accordions doing their thing and people go with the other other instruments and stuff and it's like it, they're doing a good job of adding a lot of dumb little bullshit into it yeah. where it's like alright this pirate ship's attacking us Nick's trying to get us away, and then some asshole's going down to the the thing. He's just like, "Oh, look, I found this thing. Oh, we should probably, you know what I mean?" It's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's going like, kind of like the alpacas in uh, in Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you're, you're one asshole's going off doing something to fuck up the rest of the team, and that yeah. made it really fun and entertaining. One thing you just reminded me about Ghost Recon. My one concern with Ghost Recon will be customization. I don't know if you're customizing your character, if you can fuck with your guns, if you're unlocking new guns, or if it's like a, a le not a lesser, a more casual SOCOM. Where I'm in there and that's my guy and that's how it works. Uh, but from Ghost Recon, we went over and played Fractured But Whole. Or we didn't play. We, we watched. We saw gameplay. Uh, South Park Fractured But Whole. Mm. Looks awesome. Mm -hmm. Every, there's another reaction mm -hmm. about that. Everything I want out of that sequel. I love the comic book twist to it. I love where they're going. I love the uh, that it's still South Park. I was t telling him in the reacts column that it's like, it's still very, it does seem very much like, you know, the day after. Cartman's room still looks like Cartman's room from, you know, uh, Stick of Truth. Downtown still looks like Dick of, Stick of Truth, except now, like, the, you know, there's like treasure chests up there. And before, I'd be like, oh, I'll get there eventually. But you do it now, but you do it through teaming up with other heroes. So, like, he, yeah, our guy, New Kid, King Douchebag, teamed up with Kyle, who's Kite Man or whatever, to then Kite Man grabs him and then he farts up the wall and, like, park, fart cores it up there, like, parkour, fart core. Uh, gets up there and gets the treasure chest and, like, that kind of shit's gonna be awesome. Cool. So that game sounds great. I and mean, it's smart of them, too, to keep everything static. I mean, South Park is an established place, but it's also rendered already and, and it exists, so they can probably you just repopulate yeah, it. And that's the whole thing is, like, my concern was gonna be that it was like, oh, I, was, I feel like I was just here 
The last game looked like the show, so like this game should run better, but still look just like the last game. The gameplay though looks really cool. Like, the battle system, yeah. it, it's very like a Fire Emblem or a, like a strategy RPG where it's like it's very grid based, and spacing is just as important as attacking your enemies. You, a lot of the uh, attacks that you have don't just damage them, but it also kind of pushes the space Knock that they're at, and, like yeah. knocks them away, or just moves them off into different areas so that other people can like combo attack them and stuff. It looks really cool. I think it might be one of my Tim Gettys. Oh, when he faces. faces. For kind of One of our awards E3 for E3. Awards, yeah. uh, I went over to Sony, played Gravity Rush 2. Uh, it is more Gravity Rush, which I'm down for. I didn't realize I was missing that. You know what I mean? I, I, while playing it, I was like, man, I should go back and play Gravity Rush 1 again. I was like, well, no, I should just wait for this. 2016, no firm date. Um, but it's it, it, prettier. The environments are more fleshed out. There's more going on. It's not that uh, green and brown color palette. It is blue. It is bright. Cat's still super cute. She's funny in the cutscenes. Teaming up with the Raven seems like it's going to be fun. Uh same gravity rush problems, of course, where I'm shooting into space and then to go down here and then I like I'm about to hit the, land the kick, but no, I I was just hit a wall and I'm stuck to that wall and I have to do all this stuff and hop around. The ability to switch between the <laughs> light version and the heavy version, the Jupiter and Saturn or whatever, uh, fine. I maybe deeper into the game it'll matter more. Here it was just it gave me a ground pound when I was super heavy and then when I was light, I was able to catch up to faster enemies and kick all around them in a combo on their heads. Fun, cool. More Gravity Rush. I think Gravity Rush is fun. I gave it a 7.5 back in the day, but that's when we were on a 20-point scale, so I might have gone a little bit higher than that. But I'm this feels like that, and I'm ready for more of that. I appreciate that character. I'm ready to see more of Cat. Mm. There's a Let's Play Cat. over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games of Greg playing that. You, exactly. We covered God of War. Oh, I went and saw We Are Chicago. Now, this is a game I've been trying to see for literally months. I think it's been two packs, maybe, since I've been trying to do this. Super small indie team from Chicago. Went around, uh, interviewed a bunch of inner city folks, families, whatever. It's a commentary on gang culture in Chicago, on uh, race relations, on how hard it is to make it as a single parent household, all these different things. So uh, in terms of what you'd be expecting to play it, expect a incredibly basic game, incredibly rough around the edges. It's clearly from a small team that's learning to make a game, but is trying to have a message and tell something or, or, you know, share a story similar to a gone home, similar to mm. when tells how really nails something. Um, but you go through and you it's first person perspective. You're playing as the son, Aaron, I believe. Right. Uh, and you're, you got, you have a mom, you have a little sister. You guys live in the, you know, the bad parts of Chicago downtown. Um, and you know, it starts what I played is you're playing, uh, you set the table, you have conversation trees, you have responses on how you want to respond to people, you talk to different people. Your friend's over and there's gunshots outside. You know, you you can try, you can walk them home if you want. You can just say, I just say goodbye. I was like, yeah, you're, you live here in inner city Chicago too. You, you know what's up. But then at the end, you know, you, you're going to school, you run into another guy. You Again, all these different dialogue choices, start piecing together the story yourself. The other characters are voice acted, you aren't, so you make your choice and the text just pops on cool. the screen. But you're walking and then like, you know, a gang thing pops off and you're involved and it's it's this whole it's it's one of those games it, it it is rough around the edges. It's not gonna win any awards for looks, but in terms of taking you and putting you in somebody else's shoes, that's when I think games really fucking hit something and mm. that's what they're going for. And granted it's just a demo, I don't know, but I liked what I saw. I enjoyed what I saw. I would like to see the entire story and how it plays out and what the overall message is uh, it, other than everything's fucked. What do we do? Yeah. I think we all know that from watching the news. Yeah. But I like that part. I uh, got to go see Persona 5. Not playable here. Mm-hmm. Not played live in front of me. It was a sizzle reel of like what, 15, 20 minutes of footage jumping around with our friend John Harden from Atlas talking to me, walking me through what's happening in it. 
as you know, looks fantastic. Uh, it was interesting. I didn't pick. I hadn't picked up on this, and of course, because we just had trailers here, and I'm not on blackout, but I'm not going in and reading like Goldfarb's nerdy ass articles. Trying, I don't want to know that much about it. Yeah. But things to take away: uh, the main, the protagonist here, uh, not a good guy. It, he is. He's not. You know. He's not necessarily a bad guy, like a murderer or something. But he's. They. They call him an antihero. You know what I mean? He's a bad kid in school. He's not a good kid. Like uh, in Persona Four, of course, the fog rolls in. It means somebody's about to die. Something horrible is about to happen. In the gameplay they were showing, it pops up and it says, "In ten days, you will be expelled." Like that's the problem. And I was like, "Okay, cool." So, but how does this work then? Like, what are we doing? What's the thing? And what I put together is that. Now you use your cell phone to jump into the world instead of a TV like in Persona 4. You jump into your cell phone and the dungeons are the people who would, in this one instance for this one thing, would be the guy who would expel you. So you're inside fighting all the way through his dungeon to get to his heart to win his heart. So that you win his heart and he has a change of heart so he doesn't expel you. And so you have this team of people who are not great people <laughs> just like i don't want to get expelled i won't do better in school i'll go in through this weird ass thing and fight demons and does shadows it, does it strike because persona i mean persona is an old franchise started right. on ps1 persona 4 persona 3 to an extent but a persona 4 was really the coming out party for the franchise 100%. people really fucking love persona yeah. 4 on ps2 and then when it came to vita it lived again in the golden version does this strike you as as living up to that remember atlas hasn't released a game in a very long time. And I don't mean Atlas as a publisher. I mean Atlas's internal studio. Yeah. Um, so Catherine was their last game. Yeah. So does this strike you as a game that's going to live up to Persona 4 and live up to the expectations that people have for this? Because this game has... This game for... And I always compare it. I don't think it's going to sell better than Final Fantasy 15. I think it's going to sell way better than people think it's going to sell. Yeah. But um, but the expectations for this game are way higher than Final Fantasy 15. 100%. So, no, so do yeah, you yeah, think... Yeah. So do you... Like people expect Final Fantasy 15 if, if it's good. I think a lot of people are being like, thank God. You know, I think I think if people I, I think a Persona Five is good. I think people are gonna be like, that's not nearly good enough. Sure. So, my, so what's what your take? I on mean, that? my takeaway. Remember, I'm watching it Japanese text, still Japanese voices. So, from a story perspective, I don't know. I like what I'm hearing in terms of the story that it is different because Persona Three was the same way. We are good kids. Let's go and stop everything. And these guys are like, well, we just want this. And I'm sure, of course, as we play, they will become good kids, and there will be something big they need to stop, and so on and so forth. From a technical aspect of what is, they're doing, what they're showing, I think, yes, it's it's going to live up to that part of it. Because it was like, you've seen the trailers, right? Like, you're running around, it, it, you're free, you're platforming at sections, you're doing this, you're sneaking up on guys. There's It's not where Persona was, where it's like, I run into the dungeon, and I just run around, and hopefully I get behind somebody and slash, and then, woo, like a slow transition, and we get into the fight. Now it is like, oh, there's a guy. I'll sneak up, I'll do this, I get over, jump on his back, rip his face off, and then... As I land, the camera swings and we're right into battle. Like, it's, it's fucking fast. You're right into it. Um, there's a new move in there that they were talking about, the, the baton touch, or the, where they're passing the baton or whatever. And it, what the deal is, like, you know, in the previous personas, you could get your social links up. Social links are back in this one, so that's a big part for everybody. Get your social links up and somebody would take a mortal blow for you, but it never really mattered. You never really paid attention to it. This one, you know, you pass the baton and it's like, it's going to be, it's what you want, where it's like, okay, cool. I, all my personas are great at fire, but this guy's invulnerable to it. So I'm going to waste a turn basically slashing at him and nothing happens. With Baton Touch, you can pass off to somebody in your party who, whoever you want, you know, whoever's got the, probably the strength of that weakness. And then their attacks are actually augmented and even stronger. Mm. So like there's these little changes to it on top of the fact that the game's beautiful, that you're running around, you know, the school and it's, holy shit, this is awesome. You're running around, you know, Tokyo and Shibuya and all these different things. You're like, this is fucking rad. It looks great. And that, which is 
not a big part of persona from before, but I think is going to be here in terms of a world you can get lost in. Uh, it's a callback to what John was talking about with earlier personas. I started with persona three, right? Uh, where you're, you go in to fight these shadows this time and you have a chance to talk to them and you can, if you, if you're good enough, talk them into just joining your party and you have to fight them. Shit. Yeah. Another it's change of heart. You see what it's all about. So what's up with the cat? Is he there? Cats there. The cat is everywhere. I did not pick up good. on this on the trailer at every, when you, your protagonist always has that bag that is in the collector's edition, the cat's in the bag. When you're at your desk in school, look at under here. The cat's there. When you're working your job where, at the flower shop, which is one of the jobs, cat's in the back. Flower shop, of course, you get a bonus. If when a guy comes in, he's like, I need flowers for this event. If you pick the right flowers, you get a fucking bonus. When you go to the bats, you get a bonus to your charm. It's like, it's what, it's persona. It's, uh, you know, through and through persona. I, is it going to live up to everybody's expectations? Always hard to I say. I think this game might become a victim of that, actually. Like, we're thinking about that more and more, and not, so many games are you know, like Last Guardian is clearly going to be victimized by expectations. Mm-hmm. I think that Persona Five is it might be. I don't know that it's going to be victimized by expectations if it's as good as it. I think it probably is going to be. Yeah. So we'll see. The thought the thought behind it is Persona Five hasn't. It's it hasn't. You're you're right in your fact of like it's been a long time since Atlas has put out a game proper, right? But Persona Four Golden was for so many people the real coming out, the real spark to Persona that I think the time between those games. And I think when you sit down and you talk about what a leap it's going to be for a Vita game to be on the place, a Vita game compared to a PlayStation 4 game and how fleshed out that world is. For a game, your first Persona, think about it this way, your first Persona game that isn't designed for the PlayStation 2. You know what I mean? Like that, I mean, Persona, sure, it was awesome on Vita, but limited, limited, obviously, because it was a PS2 port or, you know, up-res or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like this is going to be a game where, yeah, let's... Let's sneak around. Let's do this. Let's platform there. Let's go there. Did they show you the this. PS3 version or the PS4 version? This is just footage. I assume it's PlayStation 4. Yeah, Good. I don't think that the PS3 version is even coming out here. Maybe no reason is. to. Everybody's yeah. got a PlayStation 4 in America. Yeah. Then the final game I saw today <laughs> was Tacoma. Steve Gaynor's next joint, as they call it. How was that? It was. It. I mean, it's what I want, again, from an, a Steve Gaynor game, from a Fulbright game. The folks who did Gone Home, of course. Uh, it was great to see it in action and great to see how they're doing it. We've talked about it before. Of course, the idea of Tacoma is you are this woman who has been sent out to this space station. They've lost contact. What has happened there? You get there and you start, you know, we, they demoed from the very beginning of walk, coming in through the space station. And there's this AI to the space station called Odin that keeps everything in check. And clearly something has gone wrong because they've lost communication. This place is screwed. Where is everybody? What's happened? And so you go in there and then you, you, Odin immediately starts wigging out or whatever and you land and you touch and you do this and you go in and then you find fragments of the AI that you with your suit as a technician or whatever can process to then, you know, basically create an augmented reality of what that recording was there of these conversations people have had. And so we've talked about it before on the show. Steve's been on the show, but to bring you up to speed or whatever, you then have these characters there that are color coded and then when you put your basically look straight at them their little face pops up so you know who they are so you're keeping oh this is the doctor her name is such Mm. and such uh you watch their conversation play out and you can fast forward or rewind it and then it'll be that you'll watch somebody talk and then somebody will leave the room and then you listen to the conversation end it rewind it play it and then follow that person to go see what they're up to Mm. so you start piecing together and so we went you know you come in through it and it's a space station. You're starting on the, you know, the outer circles of it where there isn't gravity or whatever. You're out there doing your thing. Then you go make your way down to where there is gravity and you're back on the ground. So it's, it's giving you that feel, that vibe of being in space. But, you know, shit's floating around. There's messages scrawled in the wall. It is that gone home Fulbright storytelling of what is this? What does it mean? Where are we going with it? Mm. Which is great. 
And then, you know, the demo ended with the one of the AR things talking about like they Odin came online to be like, oh, yep, you are running out of oxygen. There's like a noise you're running out of oxygen. Your communications are damaged. Like what happened? Why did that happen? That's what it's all about figuring out. But it was cool just to see like everybody left the room at one point. They had like a meeting and everybody left the room. And then these two characters turned and went and held hands it's like, oh, you're like a couple. And like, it's going to be like, do people know that? Do I get to watch that evolve? Mm. I'm excited. Cool. And I have confirmed before on the record with Steve that it's in the Gone Home universe. So I'm telling you now, one of these kids is adopted, and you know who they're the kids of. <laughs> Come here, you no, we sent you to see games. You need to sit down. I'm gonna go sit you tell us about Beat Cop, Nick. It's cool, guys. First no, off First off, they gave me this sweet Beat oh. Cop shirt. Oh, I'll just <laughs> angle this mic down a little bit toward me. You'll notice that it has a donut with blood coming out of it. I forgot that I got a sweet persona hat too. There's a lot going on, Colin. Do you have anything? You got some Barely hanging out of my sanity at this point. That's all I have. There you go. Uh, Beat Cop's fun. It's silly. It's right up my alley. Uh, I also saw Lawbreakers oh, yeah, this saw morning. Lawbreakers. What was Lawbreakers? Um, that was fun. I mean, it's a, it's, I'm a little out of my element with that because it's it's uh, a keyboard and mouse fucking insane shooter. Nerd! Cliffy yeah. B game. Uh, very Cliff You saw Cliff for a second, said hello to him. He was, he was uh, on his way out, so he didn't get a chance to tell me how awesome I am, but... I think, you know, we locked eyes. He, he kind of, we recognize. I get it. Do you know I what get I mean? It. Yeah. Uh, but Lawbreakers is fun. I mean, it's, 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 and I was terrible at it. I was arguably the worst person. We were playing five on five. Um, it's cool. It's, it's all based on gravity. So you have these gravity bubbles in the middle of levels. And as you get toward them, strange shit happens. And you can use that to your advantage vertically to, to fire on people. Having said that, I did not get the gist of it until <laughs> maybe the last minute. Cause I kept trying to different classes. And finally, I went to uh, the Titan, which just had, uh, uh, an RPG the entire time that I called the sum bitch. So that was fun. Um, I thought, I don't think they're ever going to have me back. I was very loud, uh, but I enjoyed myself. And those are the two games that I saw. Oh, we saw some other games. You, you yeah. talked about, uh, uh, sea of Thieves, which was fun. Yeah, the one thing we'll that we didn't talk about yet that. that we played together was Cuphead. Yes. Which I am. It's really weird. There's two totally different ends of the spectrum on this. Yeah. The platforming section. Ooh. Not good. I told you guys. Just what we were talking about in the video. Yeah. I'm like, there's something off so about it. It's, it's, it's not that it's not good, but it is punishingly hard. So well, that's fine, but it no, seemed like it was incoherent. Not, yeah, it's incoherently difficult, not because it's fun or designed well, just because there's so many animations happening. Like, remember when we were watching it and we're like, this looks kind of easy, like weirdly? No, it's fucking hard. That guy was a pro. He knows exactly what he's doing. This is weird because the animations, you can't really tell what hurts you and what doesn't hurt you. And uh, there's a lot of... Things going on where there's now, different layers going on. We should know we the, played co-op. So if you're going to play a single player, it's probably a little bit easier to decipher what's happening. What's going on. But, but with two of us on screen and like the ever persistent shooting, which, uh, by the way, it's got a lot of fun touches to it. As far as the audio is concerned, like when you shoot, it goes like you're making that sound with like with with mouth noise, which is kind of so weird. There's a lot of cool. The rest of it's all. Well, it's very 1920s. It's, yeah. it's got that cool, that, that old school Mickey Mouse vibe. But um, I think it would be a little bit easier to play if it weren't for the fact that Tim and I were running around like idiots just trying to shoot every single thing on the map plus they were trying to explain to us some of the mechanics. Some of the other's mechanics work and i was like that doesn't make any it sense doesn't. yeah so there's like a mechanic where you can bring your co-op partner back if they die because when they die they turn into a ghost right if you jump up and do like a flip kick thing to the ghost it'll bring them back and it's like your double jump has a, a flip kick embedded in it 
And so if you can get them, get to them, you can save them, but it takes a little, you know, they float pretty quickly up the stage. Uh, so. A lot of the platforming stuff felt very thrown together of just like, all right, we're, we're going to make platforming What's the word here? about it? I mean, right? Like that they went, they made their game. They were, they're making their game and then people decided it wasn't a game, you mm-hmm. know? So they, now having said that the boss fights, excellent. Fucking boss, awesome. I mean, it's cool, but I mean, I, I we would, played I mean, on with the, the boss fight we did was on easy. That's well, why I, I mean, it was, it was still hard, but I also want to see what the, I also want to see what the kind of later level boss fights are going to look like. Cause this one was a little like. It was, it was very simple. Well, like, yeah. you can tell it was very early on. I mean, definitely. Um, but, but it's I, still brutal. <laughs> I mean, I've played that same boss fight on normal before, and mm-hmm. it was way more challenging. Yeah, than it sure. was, Especially doing co-op. Like, we had the advantage there. Um, but I think the boss fights parts are going to be super awesome. The platforming just... It was just really incoherent, and it was just yeah. like it was. I kept dying, and I kept understanding why I died, but I didn't think it was justified. Right, sure. And I was just like, sure, God, sure. that, that kind of sucked. But it does handle a little better. And Colin, I think you had, if I heard it correctly, you had a, a an interesting comment that it was a little too claustrophobic. That it was they needed to they needed need to, to zoom out, zoom it out a little bit. Yep. I didn't feel that was an issue, honestly. Um, unless a co-op would have been nice to have a little bit more room on each side, but a single player, I think would have been fine. I mean, there's just it's just the animations are too much, man. Things are just flying around and being blocked by. Uh, what the, the foreground and background stuff, and it's just like that's this is not good design with, with that. So I don't know, I don't like that at all. Um, but I think the game is going to be really good, and I can't wait to actually sit down and play with it. I wish I didn't have to use an Xbox One controller though, because playing a two D platformer with that thing is just it's less than ideal to what, say way the better least. than um, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty though. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, but I would love a DualShock Four for this. Just like that D pad is just so much better, and even the face mm. buttons, just the way mm. that they they feel. I don't know. There's something about. 2D games that just don't vibe well on the, the Xbox controller, but I'm just not made for it. Um, yeah, do you play anything else after that? Uh, no, that was it. I think that I wrapped up my day with the Xbox showcase that we did, and that was pretty much it. Oh, so we, were we were trying to, to play ReCore, Re-Core which but, was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we didn't get a chance yeah, to. Yeah, Lines. No, there was a whole bunch of issues no. with Lines and stuff. But it was, uh, it was packed. Then went Xbox, to the... Uh, turns out, pretty popular. Pretty popular. Yeah. We went didn't to the know. the guys from Silicon Valley were there too. Were they? Yeah. Oh, I love they those walked guys. They the were there last year. We were too. going down, but I didn't want to make a big deal to you because you know what? I would have flipped out. I yeah. love that show. Yeah, it's cool. Um, we went to the PlayStation thing, and I got to play The Last Guardian. It exists and it's real, and I played it. I couldn't believe I was playing it even when I was playing it. Um, it's it's not very it's good, good, is it? It's good. It's not great. It's not <laughs> fantastic. Um, but I, I also <laughs> Look at this, uh, for, the, for anyone listening to this, the creepy. Sort of Colin's right smile that just creeped across Colin's face was just, it was priceless. It was very well done. It, it really feels like an eco sequel, not necessarily a Shadow of the Colossus yeah. sequel. And I think that that's a weird step back. When I was telling Greg, and I did, we did a whole reacts to it that you can check out on the, the channel. But okay. uh, overall, I do think that it, it's, I, it's a victim of hype, and I don't think that it, that's necessarily fair. I think that this game is being judged just for what it is, and it, it's just coming out, and will people like it? I don't think any of that's really going to affect it. It's going to be a, a good game. I don't think it's going to be bad. I also don't think it's going to be a masterpiece, but I do think that the the artfulness is there, and the, the style is all there. It looks like a PS2 game that was up to a PS3 game playing on a PS4. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it, it reminds me of the look of like the, the God of War remastered. Okay. games you know where everything just kind of seems a little bit off you know and like the the, the, <laughs> the fucking hats sorry um it's just i don't know the looks You're not sorry at all looks no. like it, but the the direction of the art is beautiful and gorgeous yeah, I and mean, the emotion that i got playing the game i thought was really interesting because there was a whole range there and i think that them them kind of really focusing on the the pet human connection and all that stuff like i can imagine them exploring that in some really cool unique ways and i think the game is going to be very special uh to the people that connect with it yeah i think i mean just to be clear i mean the game is going to be victimized by hype regardless of how 100%. good it is and that's not no it's no one's fault but sony's 
So that's an important that's an important thing to put out there. You know, that's not the people's fault that I've been anticipating. That's about PS3s for the people bought the PS3s for this game. So that's Sony's fault. They should have released the game as it was. You know, continue down that path. Even if it was going to be a six, just get it out of the way and be done with it. Take your lump and go. I'll be super interested to see how this is the last Guardian. I was supposed to. I think I had an appointment to play. Maybe or I don't care. It's like I'll play it when it comes out. Um, but I'm super intrigued by how that game does. Because I really do feel like that game's going to land with a fucking thud. I mean, I think that no matter what, I don't. If that game was announced at E3 and came out in two months, I still think it would have thudded. It's coming out in October, right? Yeah, that's. It's just not the type of suicidal. I think would do well. Completely suicidal, regardless of timing, regardless of hype. But yeah, I do think it's going to be a victim of it, specifically from the review sense. I think reviews are going to destroy this game. So yeah. That's that sucks, but whatever. I mean, I I had fun playing it. I definitely want to play. I'm intrigued. More, I'm going to so go into it with an open mind. For it. But yeah. I, it was one of the games that was on my short list for potentially giving my one of my Face. games the, the year award or game of the show awards after playing it. And now that I played it, I'm definitely not giving it that. So, so there's that. Um, I also got to play Resident Evil Seven. No VR, shit, you did the the VR thing. I didn't do the whole demo because I, I ran out of time. People say they get car sick playing it. On, so the, the thing with the sickness with this is I've done a lot of VR stuff and it's never. I'm down with it. It's, <laughs> 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 it's never um, made me feel sick. Um, this Resident Evil one, it kind of did, but I, I wonder how much of that is the fact that the game was scaring me. You know, it was the fact that the game was making me feel uneasy. Sure. Uh, it doesn't didn't really make me feel like I was going to throw up or anything, but I definitely, I felt tense and I, I felt uncomfortable. Um, but I, I wonder how much of that was the actual game, and I, I think that it was the game. It's the same type of feeling I got playing PT, you know, but there's something about the, the VR. This game is fucking scary. It's fucking scary as hell, and I, I'm scared of playing it. Like, the idea of playing through this game alone in my house is horrifying. The idea of playing it with Nick around me, even more horrifying. What if Kevin's over on the couch? No, God, I'm no, not the, playing with Kevin. The idea of playing it in a VR headset with headphones on, with no awareness or situational awareness around you is actually the most horrifying. Well, that's why I can't wait to oh, play dude, it like that. Oh, it's, I, I mean, it, you're going to love it. It's so, love that shit, so good because when you play the demo just like the normal on TV, because I was watching some other people do that, it's like, yeah, it's PT. That's, it's really scary. Cool. But when you play it with the, the VR, all of a sudden, every single corner turns into a horrifying thing. There was only about three jump scares in, in the demo. Paced really well, I thought. Um, but it didn't matter. The jump scares were just icy on the cake when it came to the stuff. It was every other moment of tenseness. When you're, you're seeing the corner and you're like, is there something over there? I don't even want to look. But yeah. because you're physically looking, like every single thing you do becomes so much more real. And the survival horror, man, it's like, this is how you do it. And I think that they're going to really knock it out of the park with this one. It felt like a game. It is a game. I was talking to them. It's going to be in the Resident Evil series. This is not a complete reboot or whatever. Um, It takes place before six, right? That's what what I I heard. I didn't, I don't know about exactly where it falls, but it it definitely is. The characters exist, like the outbreaks there or whatever. And a big part of the story of this game is kind of wondering how it does connect because it doesn't seem like it does in the beginning when you're just in the house and there's all the, the shit going on. So I am very thrilled with that game. Might give that one of my awards. You got to start deciding we're running out of time. We got, I know, but tomorrow we got tomorrow. I want I need time to think about it. Okay. Um, what else did I see? I feel like I'm missing something here. Can we look at your schedule? Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. I can look at it for you. I'm here. Don't yeah. worry. You just tell people did, about did whatever. the Ubisoft stuff. Didn't you have the things you had to say during the show? Just say those things while I look at this. The ghost of your Oh, Kingdom Hearts. I played uh, Kingdom Hearts. Played Kingdom Hearts? Point two, Birth by Sleep, whatever. It's the... Kingdom Farts? The, 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 um, <laughs> Got him, Colin. Got him. It's, it's the new... the new like product. So Metal Gear Solid had Ground Zeroes before it had Phantom yeah. Pain. This is essentially that for Kingdom Hearts 3. It's, it's part of Kingdom Hearts 2.8 that comes out... Or, yeah, 2.8 that comes out in December. 
and uh, it's running in the Kingdom Hearts 3 engine. So it's like it's kind of cool getting a nice little taste of Kingdom Hearts 3, finally. And uh, it's, it's fun playing as Aqua, and I was definitely impressed. Thank you. With uh, the look and, and feel of it all, and playing with the PS4 controller and all that, it's really fucking nice. So excited about that. Got to play Deus Ex Go for a second. The Go series is fantastic. Yeah, not real until it comes that, to Vita. That shit out. This kid knows. Um, that guy knows. That guy knows. Give me a high five. Give me a high five. Oh, my fucking god damn it, Nick! Have you started this shit where I can't? I can't trust anyone to high five me. It's true. You can't. Anyways, there's one more day of E3. We're going to play a whole bunch more games tomorrow. We'll do the final Gamescast wrap-up then. Until then. You can leave that in there. Easter eggs.